comic book pit. Okay. of the comic book pit this is comic book pit episode 331 i'm your host dan and with me in the not sort of trying to the studio <laughs> this is a comic book pit east i guess yeah uh we've got link hello and kate hello and this is our comic review episode uh if you're a new listener we generally do a comic review episode and a general conversation episode. So, um, and we just alternate them. So this is our review episode and check back in a week for our uh, conversation episode. But, um, yeah, so I guess we got a, well, I see you've got a stack of comics and yeah. I've got a few to talk about. So yeah, I don't anything. plan on talking about all of this. But <laughs> <laughs> you can talk about whatever you want to sure. talk about. So, was there anything that uh, jumped out at you this week, or, um, or anything that... I'm, I'm going to let Kate go first, Oh, okay. Actually. Uh, so, I read this this morning. Um, it's The Dollhouse Family from DC's Black Label. Oh, okay. And it's creepy. Uh, <laughs> without uh, spoiling anything, it, I mean, the cover has a Victorian dollhouse uh, that the first few pages you find out, it actually is a Victorian-era-made dollhouse that got left to the little girl on the cover from a will from a great-aunt that the family didn't even know existed. So, you know, that sets you up for a really creepy story. Okay, definitely. Um, I don't know. It definitely had some interesting twists and turns. Uh, I thought it was really good while also being really sad. Yes. <laughs> yeah, um... I guess without, it, this is kind of in the solicit, so it's not that big of a spoiler, okay. but like, um, while she's dealing with the creepy dollhouse aspect, there's also like, um, like her dad's like abusive to like her mom and like all this stuff. It's like a... Oh, so it's like doubling down yeah, it's on, like the, double, yeah. on the awfulness. Yeah, like she's like playing with the dollhouse and you hear like their parents getting into it in the background oh. and stuff. Um, also worth noting, this is part of the, the Jill Hill thing oh the, the yeah, DC hill house doing, yeah i guess yeah, they're doing like a number of his imprints mm-hmm. sort of yeah 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 he just the he had one that came out a week or two ago called like basket full of heads or something yes or, yeah. yeah 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 I, I thought about getting those in fact there was this backup that i was like all right whatever but i guess in each if you get mm-hmm. each book there's like a separate backup oh. told in it since it's the second chapter i totally i looked at the art i was like it's good art i'm not going to read this because yeah. i'm not gonna understand anything that's going on okay uh while we're talking about that one of the advertisements in it was another uh joe hill hill house uh comic and i thought it looked interesting um the low low woods Mm -hmm. Hmm. it's just like the tagline if growing up doesn't kill them their town will 
Okay. I don't know. It looked creepy. Yeah. But yeah, this comic was pretty enjoyable. You want the father to be harmed in some way. <laughs> After pretty much one of the first few pages, honestly. Yeah. Like he just keeps getting worse and worse. Yeah. He yeah. tries to kick a stray cat and oh, beating the mom and yeah. so it's just the like the, just the worst. The guy you love yeah. to hate. Yes. Yes, very much so. Um just rooting for something bad yes. to happen. And it is pull this out one more time. Uh see who the artwork was on this because there's a lot of names on the cover and I don't mm -hmm. know how it all breaks down so it looks pretty good I mean from like it's got a touch of realism to mm -hmm. it but, uh, mm -hmm. but it's it's one of those books that yeah likes. pretty clean pretty clean style mm -hmm. it's like it does the the modern and the uh, Victorian like equally mm -hmm. I'm gonna just say they don't want to tell you who Maybe it's okay, in the very, yes, in the very, very back. Yeah. Yeah, so... Uh, oh, okay. They have layouts and finishes, so I'm assuming that's... It kind of... Yeah. Yeah, so Peter Gross and Vincent, Vince Locke, um, Chris Peter on color, and the writer is Mike Carey. Okay. Who, um, unwritten, and... Uh, what's that? He's done... Uh, the Girl with the Gifts. Or the Girl with All the Gifts? The Girl with All the Gifts, yeah. Oh, he book. wrote that? Yeah. That's why that movie was awesome. Nice. Yeah. Oh, I, didn't, did. I didn't know he wrote that. Mm hmm And then he did, um... He did, did he write Lucifer, too? Yes. And yeah, he did uh, Lucifer, X-Men X Legacy. I would say he, he I did a really long run with Rogue, like 100 issues or something. Wow. Like, he basically was the Rogue writer for a while. Okay. Nice. But yeah, no, he's a great writer. Okay. Cool. Yeah, there's a lot of aspects to this story, because it does uh, time jump between things that happened in, like, the Victorian time... And the art looked different to my eyes. A little bit, yeah. Like, I mean, they, they color it differently. Um, yeah. Mm -hmm. But I definitely want to know more about what happens with the uh, 80s timeline. With the little girl. With the little girl. And then I want to know more about when that lady shoved that man's hand in her pants. Oh, yeah, that was a weird thing. Oh, my. Yeah, there's weird stuff. <laughs> there, yeah, there's there, a lot of wild things in this yeah, comic. The, like, okay. Some guy was, like, exploring out. a tunnel and bumps into some weird creepy lady in there. It's okay. It's like, let's, let's get it on in this tunnel. Nice. And then they did. <laughs> yeah. Okay. <laughs> he was, like, a surveying Ireland or something like that. Was it Ireland? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So. Okay. Yeah, those, those surveyors, yeah. man. Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. All the, yeah. All the you go down there and spelunk, and then you don't know what you're going to come up with. Yeah, it's funny because it, um, the whole Hill House and Black Label, it's like, it, like, it's like DC wants to make Vertigo, Vertigo comics, but not call them yes. Vertigo mm -hmm. comics. This is very much. This is a Vertigo book. It's, yeah, that's all it is. Just everything about it, it, it the look and the, the mm -hmm. what it sounds like. It sounds. It's like. I just don't understand why they don't want to continue the Vertigo imprint. Yeah. I mean, it's not like there's some... It's, it's not like it's the New 52 where there's, like, this whole stigma yeah. behind it. Like, mm -hmm. Vertigo is a respected name yeah. in the comics industry. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, there's... And it's... So many great books came out of that. Yeah, and, they, I mean, they, they, they did reboot it for a minute, and then they're like, man, forget yeah. it. Like, it was, like, it lasted a year. I think, like, right. they redid Lucifer... And maybe a few other books I'm blanking off the top of my head. But then they were like, meh. But they have, like, labels for everything. Um, 
like Young Animal mm-hmm. and then Vertigo and then Ver- or Black Label and it's just I, I don't know it's hard to keep track of it all yeah well I saw the the, the second book you had under uh, on your pile yes. is um, Far Sector which is a book that I was going to talk about yeah sure and nice. um, it uh, yeah it was part of the Young Animal yeah yeah it was it's Young Animal and it's Black Label right um or is it not? I thought it was Black Label. It's just, just Young it's Animal. It's just Young Animal. Okay. I only wonder because they, they dropped a couple of swears in there, so I wasn't sure if that was like, if Young a, a Animal, animal thing. also swore or Black, well, whatever. Um, and I, I forgot, I, I, I didn't even know Young Animal was still, young animal was still a thing. Like, yeah, I thought they it, it, it took a break. It took like a, yeah. a hiatus, and then Doom Patrol came back, and then this, and maybe another book. But it's yeah, it's all like uh, Gerald Way's like yeah. I feel like line of books. I, I I thought Young Animal was a was a great like when it first came out. I thought mm-hmm. like, oh, this is a really cool concept. I like all the like the energy behind it, and they never really seemed to get anything under their feet. Like or, yeah, or, or they didn't give it like enough of a try. Kind of yeah, like, yeah yeah. People didn't really dig it like. I don't know. Like I, was, like, I really like Mother strange. Panic. I, I read a few issues of Mother Panic, yeah. and then I was like, okay, cool. And then, I, yeah, yeah, I kind of fell out of it. So when I saw this and I noticed it was Young Animal, I'm like, oh, okay, so that's still a thing. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, so Far Sector is it's basically like an, it's a well, Young Animal is technically in continuity, right? Yes, but like not connected to anybody in general, right? Um, like it's like Batman and stuff usually won't show up in those books. They might reference them, but yeah, try to keep it new reader friendly. But so so Far Sector is it's a Green Lantern tale that and they've they've they, they've fixed it so it's it takes place in the like the title says the Far Sector. It's the absolute furthest sector of the universe that mm-hmm. the Guardians. And the Green Lanterns will uh, check out, like they'll, yeah, you know, patrol police or whatever. And it's a um, a kind of a. I, I got the impression that she was like kind of a rookie, mm-hmm. a little bit, yeah, rookie yeah. Green Lantern. Um, and that she's an Earth Green Lantern, like she's yeah. she's an Earther. They yeah. call her like, I'm like okay, so man, how many <laughs> how many Green Lanterns come from Earth? Yeah, like. Um, it's a murder mystery set on a uh, planet that does that hasn't had a murder in like uh, I don't know hundreds of years. Yeah, or something it was, like yeah, that. it was like five hundred years. Yeah. Um, so I and uh, I've never heard. Uh, apparently, like it's N.K. Jemison is a YA author. Okay. Um, and I felt like it showed a little bit mm-hmm. um, in some of the like the the storytelling wasn't so clunky as other prose uh, writers have have been. Sometimes, like, prose writers, when they do a comic, they tend to want to just give you so much text yep. mm-hmm. and so much dialogue. Um, this, I felt like it was kind of a good balance of storytelling and art. I mean, the art was amazing. Mm-hmm. Uh, Jamal Campbell, who did uh, Naomi. Yep. Um, but there, there was just um, something about it just still felt a little off. I can't really put my finger on it. I'm I'm gonna try another 
issue. Yeah, because I think I'm, I'm on board for it. It's a yeah. I mean, it, it's a it's a beautiful looking book, and um, I'm interested in you know this new character mm-hmm. and to see like you know if if they give her backstory. I'm not sure if they will or not. Mm-hmm. Um, and I guess it's a it's like a limited. I think it's a limited series. Yeah, usually the young animals are like like six to eight issues or something. Yeah, and I mean it's and it's a murder mystery, so yeah. it's like. Yeah. They can't keep it going, mm-hmm. you know. Um, but, yeah, and it, there's some, some interesting things about about this Green Lantern. Um, the, the fact that she she doesn't have, like, a power battery. Oh, yeah. They, yeah, like, they specifically said, they, they didn't say why, but she doesn't have a power battery. The ring looks weird. Yeah, the ring is weird. And, and also, um, she doesn't fly. Yeah. anywhere and there and someone even mentions it like hey don't you guys usually fly because they're getting into mm-hmm. like a craft or something mm-hmm. and she says something like like it's almost like she was come out, trying to come up with an answer she's like uh i just don't feel like it yeah <laughs> so i don't know I, I think there's there's a lot to be you know a lot of questions still to be answered not just about obviously the the mystery uh but you know about the, the you know this new Green Lantern. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. Did you guys like it or? Yeah, yeah, I liked it a lot. Um, I will say that uh, it, it's kind of like it was easier to follow than Martian Manhunter in regards to its sci-fi. Oh, I gave up on that after like the second sure. issue. But yeah. it's it still fell into that realm of like there's so much information being thrown at me right now, and I'm yes. trying to understand it all. But you're like, here's two or three different weirdly named aliens and weird alien cultures there was, understand them all good luck yeah there was a lot of world building which i think is where the prose writer young adult yeah there was um i, I guess some of the things that, that you know were, were tough to handle in, in this first issue like in one issue there's all this world building there are like you said like several different alien species mm-hmm. that all have like weird names mm-hmm. um where you know we're introduced this uh, culture that uh, because of the previous um, their history and whatever tragedies or whatever yeah. they've gone through like they've somehow um, you know their people don't have emotions yes yeah they, but and, 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 unlearned emotion or something, yeah. yeah and so that's why like the fact that there's a murder happen that, that, that a murder happened is like really crazy because there hasn't been a murder and like yeah. Yeah, a couple hundred years or something, um, but then there's this uh, this the the like the boardroom scene, mm-hmm. or not yes. boardroom, but you know, like this big meeting, like this council meeting mm-hmm. scene. Um, a, I think it went on really <laughs> too long. It was yeah. Um, B, it's like so these people don't have emotions, but like they're yelling at each other. I thought that was interesting. Mm-hmm. And, and I was trying to figure out, like, are these, are the council exempt from this somehow? Or yeah. They like, might be. Because there was talk about, like, racism and all this stuff. I'm like, okay. But what, what, how, like, why would you get worked up if you don't have, like, yeah. Yeah. So, yes, certain things were just kind of like, okay, that's weird, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, and maybe a scene like that would work better in a novel than it would a comic. Sure. Yeah. Because, um, you know, and that was the other thing about this issue, like, nothing really happened. Everything was, it's like... It's a lot of world building and cool art. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And everything was, like, very reactive, like, 
um, except for the very very end where yes. she starts chasing someone and like the book ends on like like an action scene almost yeah it's like buy the ne- buy that next issue because it's gonna start out with a fight yeah <laughs> it's like it's very much a like yeah a good cliffhanger TV show cliffhanger yeah like. so but like I said I'm 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 probably gonna try the second issue mm-hmm. just because if nothing else I mean I'm I'm a big fan of the art um, and you know I'm, I'm I'm a little curious about the the new lantern, whose name I absolutely can't remember. Uh, is it like Joe something or other, or like I thought it's like J- Jalen. I, it, I I don't I don't think it comes up right away. Well, actually, I thought it was I thought she introduces herself at the very beginning. I see. I I I, I thought I, I maybe I missed it, but I thought I had a hard time finding it. Or, or I, I didn't yeah, see it until, I like, maybe... It's, it's, like, midway through maybe, that book. Yeah, I can't remember her name now. Maybe it's maybe that someone refers to her by name, like, in the meeting. Yes, I think that's what it is. Because um, the, the person says human, and she says, no, it's Lantern. Yeah, it's something like, is. please call yeah. me Lantern mm-hmm. Smith, or whatever. Yeah, it's yeah. Smith, <laughs> Smith, yeah. That would be a terrible Lantern name. Yes. Green Lantern Smith. Or would it be the best lantern name? <laughs> but yeah, no. Um, the other thing I thought that was interesting, or kind of, I don't know if it was interesting, but just humorous was the the at ats who were like oh, Twitter handles. Yeah, the person like whose name was there's, yeah, there's like, like Twitter handles. Yeah, that was a little kind yeah. of like a uh, like kind yeah. Of, eye-rolling moment yeah it was, yeah it was both eye-rolling but I was, I was like like that's interesting i guess if they're like a race of ai or something like that's better than like i don't know whatever else you would come up with robot character names like yeah designation codes like star wars or something right it's at least different well but. on the other flip side though while i did a lot of world building i feel like there were a lot of things in this comic that like this pulled me in yeah i do cool. not like green lantern stuff hmm Okay. I, much to Link's dismay, I no, am usually funny. not a fan of Green Lantern <laughs> anything, <laughs> and I really dug this, and I was really surprised, but to find out that it was written by a young adult author, mm-hmm. that kind of uh, explains it a little bit, but I feel like, so like the three races or whatever that they introduce, there's something for everyone if that's going to be like your thing. So, like, there's this cool race of, like, I don't know. They look like a wonderful, like, Egyptian Afro, like, (laughs) race Mm -hmm. um, that they expand upon later on. And then, obviously, like, the at-ats, obviously, it's ridiculous. But at the same time, it's great. Like, look at her. She's literally, like, looking at her face. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So, like, it's, like, the very vain AI. And then these, like, creepy dudes that like eat people yes yeah the weird cannibal yeah it's like with the world building it's it's a lot but at the same time it's not a lot and it all works Mm. really well i don't know i thought it worked really well um and then the names of everybody is like really ridiculous like this person's name just keeps going on yeah 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 blah 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 of the dry season thorn yeah like it's like it's it's humorous it's it's more tolerable than um, I, I read White Trees and that also had like the long name thing mm-hmm. going because it was a fantasy thing, 
Um, in this, at least, it feels more humorous because um, the main character is just like, whatever. Yeah. Like, mm -hmm. I get it. You have a stupid long name. Yeah, I, I, I feel like that's a joke that you can use once, and then you've got to, like, f figure out a way to say, like, okay, I'm just going to call you this. Yeah. Yeah. You know, like, yeah. But to keep go keep mm -hmm. going on like that is a little... Yeah, little much. And some and some of the characters had similar like titles at the end, and I couldn't mm -hmm. tell if that like if they had blood relation or if it was oh, like right. house related or like you know. But I think actually you know it's it's funny. Uh, so I I think you're right, Kate. I think this is like this is probably like a Green Lantern book for people that either don't know Green Lantern, don't like Green Lantern, or are just if you're looking for something. Maybe different, mm -hmm. different, yeah. To to jump into, yeah, it would probably be a good book for them. Mm -hmm. it, yeah, and I mean, it's really pretty, as you guys have already mentioned. I mean, I love murder mysteries, mm -hmm. so that's great. Mm -hmm. They literally use meat salad as like a racial slur. <laughs> like, I don't know, for the right type of people, there's something in here for a lot of different things. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Like that could like scratch the itch of a lot of different people. And I, and I do want to speaking of meat salad, I want to just say that I think it does have a good um, sense of humor for for like the book. Mm -hmm. It's not like drama. Yeah, it didn't it didn't take itself too seriously. Yeah, um, yeah I, I agree. Yeah. But the lead is also again human lantern mm -hmm. who is a woman of color. Yep, that's, that's right. great. And I've flipped through this multiple times now, and I cannot, for the life of her, me, her name is. In I don't somewhere. know. I don't know her name. It's yeah. It, it's in there somewhere, but like honestly, yeah. I. I it comes up once or twice. It, 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 yeah, it's not. It's not a. Yeah. No. That's probably something that like. That's probably just like a rookie. Yeah. Type of mistake, like that. That's something you probably should. You know, put on the first or second page. Yeah. Like, yeah. Like. But I also wonder if it's intentional, because, like, names obviously seem to be really important in this world. And the fact that they don't acknowledge her and, by name. Maybe. And that they don't acknowledge her by name. I think that that's important, that they're like, oh, you're a lowly person. You could be right, thing. yeah. That, it feels intentional to me. It yeah, doesn't it feel like, like an a, oversight. A specious thing yeah. or something. There's no way that they, like, have names like Stephen of the Glacier by the Wavering Dark and then never actually mention her name. <laughs> it is, like... I really do feel it's 100% intentional. Yeah, you're probably right. There's mm -hmm. definitely probably some. Well, I mean, the fact that they just say the human. So there's, yeah, there's they literally some just kind say the human. Yeah, against her being. Well, like, not only that, yeah. but 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 at the end of the day, no matter what her name is, she's still she's she's always going to be a Green Lantern. Yeah, mm -hmm. like that's another way that she'll always be identified. Mm -hmm. You know. Yeah, she's definitely the outsider. I don't know. I want to know more about these like winged <laughs> cannibal dudes. The vampire. Yeah. Like, like yeah, that grew like out of a uh, thorn in somebody's skin. I'm like, what yeah, is I've that? got a. That's, a, that's the other thing. Weird stuff in there. I, I feel like I want to reread it just because, again, there's so much world building and so mm -hmm. much. I think there's a lot that I didn't even catch. Mm -hmm. um, that I I just want to go back and. Yeah, you know, and, and also to like fully absorb like the just the art alone. Yeah, um, yeah. But yeah. But yeah, I'm glad you said you're 
digging it because yeah. <laughs> I was like, oh no, what if you think what Dan thinks and you don't want to keep getting it because that kind of like a Green Lantern book. No, yeah. <laughs> I, I was very excited about it. So I, I think I'll, I'll stick it through regardless unless it totally... Yeah. I mean, I'm reading the Grant Morrison and Green Lantern and that's off the balls too. Uh, I kind of dropped off of that's that. That's fair. Uh, I, You know what? It, it went very Grant Morrison-y again mm-hmm. at the end. Um, and so I... Like, it, it delved back... Like, I was really digging... Um, in that one, they were doing separate, like, kind of one-shot stories that were interesting and goofy and silver-agey. And then it veered right back in, like, how the book started off, where it was, like, a main okay. plot arc happening. I was like, yeah. oh. Eh. <laughs> it's not, like, I'm like, I don't really care. But he's apparently he's doing, like, a miniseries and then relaunching a second volume of it. Oh, okay. So he's, he's on board for Green Lantern for a while still. Not, but it, I might end up bailing on it. No, no. Didn't he? So what's he doing now? Is it like uh like that Green? It's called like Green Lantern Dark. Dark, dark stars. stars. Yeah, like he joined the Dark Stars. At the okay, end of the arc that's something. right. Like he became like evil lantern yeah. kind of thing. So did are you trying? Did you read that or? I, I haven't read it yet. I didn't okay. pick it up. I haven't read it yet. Okay. Um, but it was kind of like I was like, Ugh, this is like the last <laughs> two issues I read. I'm not. I might not want to do this anymore. Yeah. But. Okay. Yeah, I don't. Yeah, I don't blame you. Like I said, it, it, I, I was really enjoying it for a while, and then it just started getting just too too Morrisony. Yes. So that's fair. You know, yeah, I just had to drop it. I mean, maybe if I if I find them cheaper, it, it I is, might go it, back and his his stuff's like really is all over the place. Where there's things I'm like, this is super cool, and even mm-hmm. you said some things were super cool. Yeah, there were definitely a few but issues that it's like, I uh, thought were really enjoyable, mm-hmm. but. Yeah. At the same time, like, <laughs> yeah. I mean, the best issue is probably where he's like, what, inside the power ring? Dude, he was like inside the power ring and it was totally yeah. like a fairy tale kind of thing. It was oh, fantastic. Yeah, 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 that was that. fantastic. Mm-hmm. But to me, especially someone who doesn't care for Green Lantern, to then have Grant Morrison Green Lantern, none <laughs> of that was worth it for that that's, issue. That's fair. Like, I would rather you have read that issue and been like, here, read this issue, mm-hmm. don't worry about the other stuff. Because well, I can appreciate the, the the art and, like, the different, like, stories that they were telling, like, like the vampire world and everything. Mm-hmm. I appreciated that, but I still don't care. That's fair. Yeah. I mean, I, 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 I'm reading it all and I don't care. I just like the different <laughs> settings and concepts of, like, these one-off stories. Yeah. Well, that's the thing. I, I I was in it for a while because because of just that. Like they were telling single issue stories. Mm-hmm. There was still some... sounds like an arc, but it, yeah. everything was like a different. There was like a western issue and like a gothic horror. Yeah, issue, like the they were doing medieval the, fantasy. Yeah, but they still had like like you said this connective thread. Yeah, and and the the art was great. Yes, that Liam uh, Liam Sharp mm-hmm. art was um, really brought something different to Green Lantern, which you know you. Usually you're used to seeing like real kind of like sleek sci-fi mm-hmm. looking stuff, and this was it felt more just. I mean, it was sci-fi of like a more like organic mm. feeling. Sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like it, you know, it wasn't very clean. It was a lot of it was just kind of like, like I said, just organic. Just like you felt like you could just reach out and touch it. Like mm-hmm. you, you could just imagine how it felt or something. But. Um, yeah, I don't know what it was. I, I forget the last issue I read, but I think I, I it took me like three days to read it. Well, 
You're the yeah. only did like an uh, the the Green Lantern verse kind of thing. It was like a bunch of different lanterns from different yeah. universes, and that's where I started to tap out. Yeah, that sounds familiar. Yeah, there's like the hippie lantern who's basically like Shaggy with the Green Lantern ring. Yeah, I didn't read that one. And like Batman lantern. And yeah. It no, was, okay, I definitely okay. didn't read that one. Okay. Okay. But yeah, either way. Yeah. Yeah. No, I read you. it. <laughs> <laughs> that's fair. Yeah. Um. So what else, what else you guys got in your uh, pile of goodies? Um, well, I... Those are the only other things yeah. I think I've read in this pile. Yeah. I also read the second issue of uh, the Black Label Harleen Quinn, which yeah. you didn't bring because it's ginormous. Yes, that's still been pretty good. <laughs> yeah, oh, okay. I mean, it's very fantastic. Uh, if you want to talk more about it. I mean, all I would really want to say about it is that... So, kind of the idea of Harley and the basic story of her falling in love with the Joker isn't like there's nothing new about it, but it's so much broader than what at least I've seen and read. A, logie, a lot it, of it was just like cliff noted. They're like, I don't yeah, know if she fell in love with him again. It, it really <laughs> does make it understand how she could have fallen in love with him. Yeah. And, I mean, being someone who once dated someone that was probably as manipulative as the Joker, <laughs> there's definitely, like, that hook that he got her with a, like, I'd like to see you smile. Mm -hmm. It's like, that's the little stuff that, like... Mm. The little I, tinges of humanity they throw in for the yeah, Joker to trick you. It's, well, that's basically it. it. And it's, like, the whole part of, like, the cycle of abuse that their mm -hmm. relationship is founded upon, right? That, like... That, that little bit of humanity, that little bit of kindness is what's going to keep her going back to him over and over again. So to have that be what actually, like, gets her to fall in love with him is mm -hmm. smart Yeah. in terms of storytelling. Yeah. And there's also mm -hmm. that scene with her and Poison Ivy that, like, there's a couple, like, almost in-jokes that yeah. refer to, like, oh, how Batman, like, won't cross the line of killing, but then the Joker says, yet. That's, again, killing joke. Um, <laughs> yeah. And then with Harley Quinn and Poison Ivy. Yeah. Poison Ivy wants to know if the reason that Dr. Quinzel is blushing has to do with her. <laughs> yeah. When at that moment, it doesn't, but, you know. Yeah. Give it time. Yeah. <laughs> give it time. Yeah. No, it's been pretty good. Um, but, and it looks great. Yes. Yeah. Um, but this pile, uh, I read through, I'm not going to talk about all of them, but I read all the number ones of all the X-Men. Oh, okay. Things. Oh, my. Yeah, I got them all. I, <laughs> I went all in. Uh, Hickman hooked me. Um, and I want to say, like, in order of readability for somebody who's just, like, wandering in off the street, uh, Marauders was a lot of fun, and Excalibur's a lot of fun. Um... The other ones are very mired in Hoxpox. Oh, okay. It's like, if you didn't read Hoxpox, I mean, I did read it, but even going into it, I was like, oh, this is just more of the same. Why is it a different book? Even even New Mutants, which is written by Jonathan Hickman, which is supposed to be like, you know, um, Wolfsbane, Chamber, Magic, all the Sunspot, all these different people, um, doing like a space pirate adventure, but it's not that. Like, it's very dry humor, it's very, okay. like, Hickman. Um, 
I, I feels that he's he he's the wrong pick for this writer, and I don't know why he just he wanted to do this book. Yeah. Uh, maybe I'll find out something if if I pick up the second issue, like that he had a different plan, you know, different thing in mind. But a lot of it's just like weird, boring stuff on Krakoa. It's like ten. <laughs> 10 to 15 issues of that, and then it gets to the cool space pirate stuff that seems yeah. to be like, what he wants to do with the book. Right. He's, he's Hickman, Hickmaning it. Hickman. <laughs> he's just, you know, doing the, uh, the boring stuff first, and then yeah. getting, you know, the long, slow burn. Um, X-Force is another book that was like that, where it's got this cool team on the cover. Um, it's Benjamin Percy, who I like. Um, but, once again, it's... Uh, this team doesn't really come together till like maybe the end of the book and then some big, I assume, important thing for the X-Men run of books occurs in here. And I'm like, did that really happen? Is it, did, is this like a fake out? And then they bring it up in another book. So I'm just like, okay, I guess that happened. I guess that's for real. But it's just in like this thrown away book that just seems to be about um, humans still coming for mutants. Like the whole book's basically Mutants invade Krakoa, and a bunch of people have to, you know, get in a big shootout and okay. kill people. It's, it was very, like, a... It was very bland. Hmm. Um, and the other one I'll, I'll mention, um, that I'm kind of on the fence about, Brian Hill did Fallen Angels, which, uh, it's it's X-23, Cable, and the, the, the Japanese Psylocke. I can't remember her, oh, her name. Revanche or something or like. I mean, it's, it's whoever whoever originally inhabited the body before they put her mind. Yeah. That's, yeah, because they both exist now. Uh, uh, they split well, that's them. not confusing. Yeah. Um, what is the X Men? They're yeah. never confusing. That is true. Yeah, but you know what I'm saying. But <laughs> the thing that with this is, uh, it's it's all about her specifically, like like ten out, you know, like. 12 or 14 pages like backstory flashbacks mm -hmm. ancient japan kind of stuff with like her and her master and assassin stuff and i'm like okay i guess i don't really <laughs> know a lot about her so i wasn't getting a lot out of it yeah um but then the other hook was like this like um they're using children to make some kind of like dystopian future drug like some kind of like technology infused drug that you could use to like get high off tech or something mm. it's very cyberpunk and very much my thing but it was <laughs> totally separate from the other stuff yeah. so it was mm. hard to tell what it wanted to do um but it was you know it, it was it, the, the point of the book was basically like um you have all these you know assassin hitman type characters and they're not gonna just want to sit around on krakoa and live in peace mm -hmm. and so they're like they were like here's a mission for you go figure out what's going on in japan and like Yakuza and uncovered drug rings and things. It, um, but yeah, they they were they, they were all right. Um, Marauders and Excalibur. Uh, Marauders was the pirate book, super yeah. fun. Kitty Pride can't get into Krakoa because of her powers. Has something to do with her not using the portals, so she is now uh, she has to get get there by boat, and because she's now an experienced seafarer apparently. Um, <laughs> They're like, well, you can do all, like, the, the black market, like, stuff with, like, the, the White Queen. She's got, like, a black market ring going on and stuff that helps, like, finance Krakoa's income. Um, and so she does stuff like that and also does, like, rescue missions to the different countries that 
um, won't let the people, the mutants, like, go to Krakoa. They're, like, holding them prisoner and stuff. Yeah. Like so, it's a really fun book. Jerry Dugan's writing it. A lot of comedy in it. Um, I, this is, I've not read this. It has nothing to do with sure. this book at all, but my ongoing problem with Kitty Pride is that she, they, they keep her in that that Xavier school uniform. Yes. Mm. When are they going to give her, like, an actual whatever? Like, she used to have some great, like, her Shadow Cat costume. Yep. Classic. Yeah. And, like, give her back yeah. a code name. Well, she's got this sweet red scarf now. Oh, okay. That's the new addition to her costume. Oh, well, that, well, that, that's, <laughs> why did you say so? That's all he has. But, yeah. yes. Like, yeah, she's... That, like, that is the worst whatever, uniform, costume, whatever mm-hmm. you want to call it. That's that's the, the Joss Whedon one? Uh, or was yes. that Morrison? That actually goes back, well, no, Morrison, he, he decked them all out in, like, black leather. That's right, okay. Because that was right after, like, the, the first movie came out. Yeah. And actually, the, the, the black and yellow school uniform in, the, like, the modern age goes back to, uh, like, Chris Claremont and Jim Lee when they... Um, for they they briefly had the team in those uniforms, mm-hmm. um, and then yeah, and then you're right. Then they, um, when Whedon took over, or when he did Astonishing X Men, he put Kitty in that uniform. No one else, mm-hmm. just Kitty. Yeah. I don't know why she is stuck in this uniform. The, yeah. It's ter- it's it's just like it's very boring. It is, it, and it, and it's it's just it's the basic Xavier school uniform. Mm-hmm. Um, do the do the New Mutants wear like they wear a variation? They wear yes. like a variation yeah. of it. Like that, like their variation looks better than yeah. It's more tech tech looking. Yeah, like, mm-hmm. they've got like shoulder pads and, and the, like yeah, and and everyone's got like a a different style of mm-hmm. their own, you know, but. But for some reason, Marvel insists on keeping Kitty Pride in the yeah. the lamest yep. uh, Xavier uniform ever, mm-hmm. and it's been like that for years. I don't know why someone hasn't come along and given her a new look. Yeah, yeah, she could definitely benefit and, from it. And give her her code name back. What's wrong with Shadow Cat? You, know, I want to let me let me check in here real quick. Dear Marvel, That's why right. are you holding back Kitty Pride? Exactly. Yeah, no, she's still being listed as Kitty Pride. There, there was a point in this book, um, a few times that she's she she kind of told people to stop calling her like Kitty and Kitten. Oh um, yeah, she wants to be called Kate. Kate, yes, that's what it is. Which then that's a so she Kitty Pride is now yeah yeah she's Kate Pride right. Which which in a way is like a, a callback to Days of Future Past. Yes, because the future. Kitty Pride went by Kate, mm-hmm. so yeah. Not that that means anything, because I mean, if you're going by like logical comic book timelines, like Days of Future Past technically would have happened already. Yes, mm-hmm. yeah, most likely. I, I, mm-hmm. I forget what year it was supposed to be set in, but I'm sure it would have happened by now. Yes. So Days of Future Past is not happening. Yes. Well, it, <laughs> or it, it would have happened. Or it, or it happened in one of. Um, Moira's various lives. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> I think, I think I, it was actually one of one of them in that that third issue. Of... Uh, she's supposed to be getting her own book, right? 
I think so, yeah. Yeah, Moira, I think she is getting her own. Like Moira X or something dumb like that. <laughs> yeah, so yeah, it's, it's, I'm sure it has a dumb name, yeah. yeah. Um, and then just to mention Excalibur, since this is one I'm going to bring up now, um, I think this is actually the one that you would like. Um, okay. It's a swords and sorcery kind of book, but it's got... Um, because of... Uh, to, to make a long story short, uh, a Krakoa portal is opening from Otherworld, where Morgan Le Fay and King Arthur and all of them are at. Okay. Um, and it's opening up on Krakoa, and Morgan Le Fay's really pissed about that, but they're also like, there's a weird portal popping up, let's go figure it out. And they couldn't get through, and the only person that could get through was um, Betsy Braddock, because of her psychic powers or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, but she ends up getting over there, and uh, along with um, Captain Britain, and they're doing their whole thing over there, and obviously, based off the cover, you can tell that by the end of this book, she becomes the new Captain Britain. Right. Um, but it's interesting just because of like how, it, it, basically, just the, the hook of it, like involving other world, and like they're being like, well, um, Krakoa can't can just doesn't just open to other areas on Earth or in the world; it can go to different universes or planes of reality mm-hmm. i don't know the most about other world and all that stuff in mm-hmm. general okay i thought you did just because i thought you were a captain britain guy I, for a little bit um so, well you know um I, i've read the like the alan moore um alan davis captain britain uh for, you know the, the, from the 80s mm-hmm. um but I, I have not read it. I mean, I've not revisited that in okay. many years. So, and um, I was never really. I read a little bit of Excalibur when that first came out. Mm-hmm. Um, I think Scott might be a little more. Okay. He's a little more well versed in that than I am. But okay. Yeah. Well, then you might like Marauders better <laughs> <laughs> if Kitty Pryde changes her costume. Maybe. That, <laughs> but it, yeah, it was, looks on that. It was it's it was an interesting book just because it dealt with like the not mutant stuff. Okay. It was um, Morgan Le Fay cut off access to magic for a bunch of people on Earth until they figured out what this portal deal was. She was like, deal with the, the what are they call mutants, the witch breeds mm. that are, figure out what's happening, the, the, the witch breeds new country and kill them all basically, or else I'm not giving magic to anybody that <laughs> who feeds no magic from the realm. Like, like, in this it was like um, uh, a bunch of low level, like, almost Buffy the Vampire Slayer, Slayer type, like, college kids that are, like, got, like, a cult thing going on. Okay. But she, like, en- enlisted them to, like, kill the mutants, figure out what's going on, and you'll get your magic powers back. Yeah. Um, so that was interesting. I don't know if it'll have reper- repercussions to, like, other characters that might, like, I assume, um, Black Knight, maybe. Oh, okay. And characters, like, like the UK-related yeah. characters might yeah. be getting messed up because of what's going to go on in this book. Could be. Granted, there aren't a lot of those books currently out, <laughs> but if they were to be, I would imagine, or those characters might end up popping up in this just because yeah. it's so uh, UK focused. Uh, yeah. What's your What's your thoughts or your feelings about the 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 way the the book titles look with that? If you want to call it a font. Oh, um, these. How all their. Like they all yeah. have that kind of the same look. Like they're all a little different, but they all have that kind of same. I don't even know what to call that. That it, look, it, but it, it almost kind of looks like a um, digital, like yeah, like a cash cashier register yeah. type digitized thing. Um, 
I think it works for the most part. Uh, some, I mean, some of them are kind of bland looking, but I think if you, like, like for things like this, and like, I guess, like the mm -hmm. Fallen Angels, it doesn't really look like it fits the the the, the vibe of the book. Um, well, I think that's why they had to put an X behind it because yes. otherwise, people might not know that it's part of the X. An X book, mm -hmm. yeah. Um, but yeah, no, I, I for the most part, I think I like the font treatments. It's especially I really like New Mutants. Is like the way that they they did that with mm -hmm. the the um what you might call it the drop shadow. Yeah. Um, just with how it plays with the rest of the the clearly yellow and orange cover. Right. Um, but then others like. X Force and Fallen Angels it just looks so generic. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, I'm 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 kind of torn over it. Like I, I I get the I understand the reasoning, like to have this kind of uniform look, mm -hmm. but at the same time, it's like like you could do a cooler Excalibur yeah. cover with like a sword thing or like something yeah. cool. Mm -hmm. I, I I feel like there's like the you're missing out on an, on an opportunity to really have someone design a great. Mm -hmm. Book title or you know whatever a uh, uh, logo. Yeah, yeah, like a, logo. a brand. Yeah. Um, if if everyone is just doing a variation on mm -hmm. on that that kind of digital. Especially this one, like Fallen Angels. This looks like this looks like your aesthetic, one hundred percent. Like right. this looks cyberpunk as fuck. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And the logo does nothing for it. Yeah. And it's also the only one that did like. Uses that X, right? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, yeah, because everyone, a, everyone yeah. else either has it has it has an X in the title. Well, that well, Marauders doesn't. Yeah, but um, it has an X on that skull. Just yeah. on a skull. <laughs> yeah, I feel like but, the, the only one that doesn't look shoehorned with my untrained eye is the New Mutants one. Yeah, plus it has a sweet X on the, the A in the A, and it looks like it's supposed to be there. Yeah. Mm -hmm. <laughs> But yeah, I think a lot of the others are, yeah, it, it does give off like a shoehorn or like a, well, yeah. this is what we're doing vibe. Yeah. Okay. So, so I, to, to, to answer your question, it doesn't bother me, but I got, it also <laughs> does bother me. Like it's... I think, yeah, I think yeah. we're in the same boat. Like I said, like I, I, I see both sides, but I was just curious if that, mm -hmm. if that bothered anyone else or if anyone else, or if I was just, in, you know, <laughs> you know, being an old man, I don't know. Old man shakes his fist at it's right. once. <laughs> <laughs> In my day, we had Times New Roman and we were happy. But how are you to know that they're all related if the font doesn't look the same? Yeah, well, they did. Yeah, mm -hmm. I mean, they certainly did a good job with that for, for other X-branded books. Like when they did the team colors, mm -hmm. like last year, they, mm. they oh, had right. like, I, I forget what it was, but it was like, I think they were just like X Men Red, X Men Blue, my first yeah, but that's like right. that's some of the way what they they branded it all. Um, it looked, it just looked very consistent. Um, even the Bendis, like all new X Men and then uh, Uncanny X Men had similar mm -hmm. treatments, but the, they looked different enough that they stood apart. But there was something about how they like styled maybe the sidebar or something. Mm -hmm. They put like you know the not the not the heads or anything. We're not going that far back, but like the like an X logo or something that kind of fit the whole Yeah. Thing. I think the color books had like a, the same thing on the side, but the side of the book would be like a different color based yeah, on whatever I, team yeah, color. You're right. Was. I kind of remember that. Yeah. But, oh, well. All right. Um, so, uh, 
Did you ever, did either of you guys read Legion of Superheroes? I didn't yet, but I picked it up. Okay. Well, there's not... So the first issue of Legion of Superheroes came out um, after... Uh, you know, they did that Legion of Superheroes Millennium yes, yeah. prequel series or whatever. And so this is the actual ongoing series um, by Bendis and uh, Ryan Sook. And... Damn, we almost got through a podcast of talking about Bendis. What are you doing? <laughs> almost. <laughs> Sorry, he's, he's you know he's you know he's he's a uh, he's just there, man. Yeah, he's he everywhere. Um, but uh, there's really nothing to spoil in this in that first mm-hmm. issue. Uh, not a lot happens. It's really uh, a lot of Superboy like flying around in wonder. Okay, and, sure, um, yeah. But the 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 uh, running joke is every every so often like one of the Legionnaires will kind of uh, say. So we we created this orientation for you. Mm-hmm. You really need to watch it. Um, and I, in a way, I, I'm I'm looking forward to that because I feel like that would be like not only you know is it supposed to be educational for Superboy, mm-hmm. but I think it would be educational for the reader as well yes. because um, you know I've I've never been a huge like you know sure. Legion. Person, my, so my knowledge begins and ends with the Supergirl TV show. That, really, there you go. <laughs> so, uh, but yeah, I'm. Um, it was a, it was a, you know, a fun first issue. Like I said, it wasn't um, nothing really happened, but you just got a, a brief overview of like the world and the team and mm-hmm. um, uh, beautiful art. Uh, like, you know, as as long as Ryan Sook will be on it. I mean, I'm happy. Oh, sure, yeah. Um, you know, I, I can't imagine he's going to be on more than... Uh, the first arc, maybe? Yeah, if, if he makes it six issues, I'll be impressed. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, like I said, uh, the, the the first issue, not a ton happens, so it's like, there's nothing really to spoil. Mm-hmm. So, um, but it was uh, definitely... You know, it was it was it was fun. It was kind of it was very very light. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of um, you know, there was humor and you no, know, it was you know, it was Bendis. So yeah, it's well, well. Um, the one thing I think I actually caught on social media, somebody was talking. It might have been Nick Marino actually. Um, he was talking about um, Bendis made a, a reference to the the little the, like I think all the legions have like a little badge that gives like their name and like a brief description. Oh, it's, which is like a reference to the the Marvel blurbs that they used to do. They it, it's it's like it's almost like something that floats in front of them or above yeah. them or something. Yeah, yeah. So like in like X Men books, it would always be like there'd be like that little thing, be like their name, their mutant power, yeah. and then a little witty remark about them or something. Right, and that would be the thing. Well, and, and in that, I guess they actually exist. It, it actually does exist. Yeah, like it, yeah, before it was like. Just it was just a caption for the reader, mm-hmm. but these are like, it was almost it'd be like if you walked around and your like your Twitter bio yeah was exactly like right next to you <laughs> yes. at all times you know, um, yeah that was kind of uh, that was kind of funny, um, yeah it'll, it'll be fun to see what what Bendis does with this future, mm-hmm. um, so yeah I'm still uh, I'm still on board for it. Like I said, if for nothing else, just to see um, what happens in the, you know, because nothing really happened in the first issue. Yeah. Um, the only thing that was, um, 
and I, I guess I'm not surprised at this. It was it's just a Bendis thing when he, because um, this happened when he was doing Avengers uh, or any team book that he's ever on. Yes. All the characters have the same voice, same, basically. Same, yeah. yeah. And and I mean I can't imagine like this Legion book. It's got to have two dozen characters easy, mm-hmm. if not more. So. Um, you know, I, I hopefully that's not like a pit that he falls into, but I feel yeah, like I will. I can see how it happens. Yeah. Um, yeah. No, I did. I, I read through the, the two issue lead up mm-hmm. because I think Scott talked about it, and I was like, all right, that sounds awesome. So yeah, I read those, and they were a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. Um, I might. I I kind of wanted to read a little bit more uh, action comics stuff before I dove into Legion. Just. I like picked up a bunch of the back issues. I was like, "Well, I'll read up to Leviathan stuff, maybe." Yeah, and get a feel where it's gonna merge with. Well, I think because um, his books played well together. I think we talked about this before. Yeah, and I actually I I, I was gonna mention Superman seventeen real quick too because that's um. I I think I I lean towards I I'm, I'm reading both Superman and Action, but I lean t- more towards Superman. Mm-hmm. Um, and. The, Superman 17 is starting like the new um, it's like a prologue to the new story where he's eventually going to spill his secret oh, identity. Oh, secret identity yeah. revelation thing, yeah. Yeah. That's um, never been done before. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, but I think there's more um, well that, that that book was again, that, that that's a book that um, or that issue not a ton of stuff like there's not a lot mm-hmm. of action but it's a great it's 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 a great uh, character study for oh sure superman uh lois uh supergirl general zod uh there's a lot of great moments for all of them and um kevin mcguire did the art for that issue oh all right yeah so i mean he's like my yeah. man I yeah mean, he's I, great you know i love him um but i i feel like there was more if I'm remember remembering it correctly, there was more lead up to the lead, to the Legion story in, in Superman, Superman than okay. there was in action. Gotcha. I think there's there's more lead up to Event Leviathan in action. In action. Okay, that makes sense. And, and well, I just knew that um, Rosenthorn had a parts to play in like action. I think maybe. Yeah, I think. But like yeah, I, I said, they all kind of play together in like this weird way where it's they're all. Yeah, it's, the X Men was like that when he was also writing it, where they all kind of are the same, right? Um, but they just have different focuses, but occasionally they'll overlap in interesting ways. Yeah. Um, let's see, did you guys have anything else, or was that? Um, I I mean, I, yeah, I just told you about like twelve X Men books, so <laughs> good. I was gonna say, I, I, I yeah, I figured so. All right, well, um. Yeah, that's pretty much all I had. Um, so we can uh, start wrapping things up here. Um, yeah, I don't think I have anything else. So um, this has been episode. Excuse me. Like this has been episode three thirty one of uh, Comic Book Pit. I'm Dan, and with me is Link. See you. And Kate. Bye. And thanks for listening, and we'll see you next time.